I'm basically a shy person, and I don't come into a room and introduce myself and engage in conversation with strangers. That's not my nature. And yet I'm interested. I'm interested in all those strangers. Hello and welcome to Notes from the Bee Yard. You're listening to episode 19, New Subscribers. For 26 years, Tom Theobald wrote weekly about his life and work as a beekeeper. First for his local paper, the Niwot Tribune, and later for the Fence Post, an agricultural newspaper. Today's episode is about being a writer with a desire to connect and share deeply about your experience with a sympathetic listener. My name is Laura Tyler. I'm your producer and host. This is episode 19, New Subscribers, written by Tom Theobald in 1990 and read by Tom in 2021. Frequently, as I bottle in the quiet of the honey house, or later in the winter as I dip the beeswax candles, I imagine where the fruits of my efforts might ultimately go. What home will get the bottle I am filling? What special meal the candles grace? Some will undoubtedly go to friends of long standing, but most will find their way to people I may never see or come to know. Strangely, I find strong parallels between my writing and my beekeeping. Like beekeeping, writing is a solitary craft, and it is only in the final product that the value of my efforts can be judged. It passes from my hands to places unknown and unseen. With each new issue of the Fence Post, I scan the list of new subscribers as I try to guess to whom and to where it is I'm writing. All of these questions were brought back to me quite strongly recently when I spied a new subscriber from Enterprise, Oregon. I spent part of the summer of 1973 in Idaho, running rivers with friends. One of these rivers was the Snake as it passes through Hell's Canyon. To shuttle the vehicles downriver, we climbed out of the deep canyon of the Snake then wound our way north through the Eagle Cap Wilderness. As the sun was setting, we descended from the mountains and entered a peaceful valley perched high above the canyon. Grass glowed deep green in the low sun, and irrigation ditches traced patterns on the fields. White frame houses nestled up against the pine-covered hills, which wrapped the scene. Enterprise. We had no time to stop, nor have I ever returned to that little town of Enterprise. But the image of that evening was set indelibly in my memory. Enterprise came to symbolize the many places I have encountered in the West, some once and others many times. There are spots I have come to love for one reason or another. 
places where I long to be from time to time, especially when I hear the sound of hammers and one more ranch becomes ranchettes or fancy condos. As Christmas approaches, I make the final candle runs in the silence of the honey house, with only the low hiss of steam from the double boiler to break the quiet. Out the south window, down across fields now still and brown, the gnarled fingers of aging cottonwoods reach toward a winter sky and trace the course of Left Hand Creek, where the bear spent so much time last year, where the deer reside, and the mountain lions follow. Wind clouds are stacked high along the Continental Divide in an even roller stretching south from the Wyoming border, and a cold wind gnaws at the farmland. With most of the orders filled, I can now slow down a bit, relax, reflect. Beekeeping is much more than just a job for me, more like a passion, a way of life. And as I write or dip or bottle, it is a special sense of privilege which I feel to be a welcome guest in many homes, to share the essence of my life. I wonder where my writing goes. I see the fence posts on the dining room table of a log ranch house on the Salmon River, smoke curling gently from the chimney. I see it in Rockford, South Dakota, or Connor, Montana, in Wisdom in the Big Hole Valley, in the feed store in Laramie, in Utah, Idaho, and Nevada. Briefly, I can slip the bonds of reality, escape the urban crush which presses in upon me more each year, flee to places which call faintly from afar. In some small, abstract way, I can be there. Soon the work will be on hold, and our own home will warm to the feel of the wood stove as Christmas fills the air. To each of you who has followed my attempts to share my passion, I wish the very best the season has to offer. And as a new year unfolds, I know that there will be more moments to share, adventures to be had, and stories to be told. I think the first thing that's striking me is the place names. You've got Eagle Cap, Hell's Canyon, the Snake, the Salmon River, Enterprise, Wisdom. If we were to judge a place by the names, what would you say about the West? Boy, what a question. I spent a lot of my uh, working life exploring the West, the excuse always being I was looking for bee country, looking for a new place to set up my beekeeping operation. Barbara was always very tolerant. She knew that it was just a grown-up excuse for being out there roaming. Much easier to tell people that you're looking for bee country than you're out there screwing around 
looking over the west. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the draw? What was the draw? I've always loved the absence of people in the west. And I'm a people person. I like people. But I always wanted to see what was over the hill or around the bend. From the time I first came to Colorado, that's been the pattern of my life. What's over the hill? Yeah. I'm hearing that there's a longing for connection and that that's why you're doing your writing and you're thinking about this ideal reader that could be out there in another town. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, there's anonymity as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about what it felt like to be writing and not knowing your audience? Hmm. I think I knew my audience. Although I think much of that knowing was imaginary. I was writing about people and places that were my ideal, what I was supposedly searching for. Mm -hmm. When you say that you had an ideal reader in mind, can you describe to me who that person was? I think that person was many people. Whoever happened to enter my mind at the time I was writing. I think I had many ideal people, ideal places. I think I had a rich imagination. The connection with the landscape is very, very strong in your writing. And I'm kind of curious, um, when you are in a cafe sitting in the corner, what types of things catch your eye? What are you noticing about the people? If I think back on some of the trips I took through the West, looking for that place that I wanted to be, supposedly, often I would stop for lunch or maybe breakfast, and I would be the one at the table over in the corner, observing. I wasn't necessarily engaging with the people, although many times I did, more often than not, I was, I was over in the corner watching the interaction amongst the people. That's kind of my nature. Mm -hmm. I want to know them from a distance. I don't necessarily want them to know me. And hmm. yet, by writing a column like this, I reveal myself. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a time when you felt vulnerable as a writer? I think I always do, but it's tolerable because it's at a distance. Mm -hmm. When I write something, I don't have someone right there criticizing or correcting me. It's take it or leave it writing. <laughs> So I know there may have been times when you did hear, hear from your readers what type of feedback would you get and what was that like for it you? It was almost always positive. I'm a fairly large man, and people would be reluctant to come up to me and criticize me. I'm formidably <laughs> enough looking that the critics 
wouldn't confront me. So it's the people who enjoy mm-hmm. what I do who come up and say how much they enjoyed it or compliment my writing. So I tend mm-hmm. to, I think, attract the compliments rather than the criticisms. What was it like to read this one? Enjoyable. It was enjoyable when I wrote it. It was enjoyable when I read it now. I like to see who was reading and if I knew any of them. The writing has been a very personal thing for me. Personal how? Well, you know, I'm revealing the... uh, I'm revealing my life in a lot of ways. Yeah. You've heard it in just the few that we have narrated so far. Mm-hmm. In the end, after they've read a few columns, they know who I am. They know what I believe in. They know what's important to me and why. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to Notes from the Bee Yard. We're taking a break from our weekly schedule to celebrate the holidays. Join us again on Friday, January 7th to hear episode 20, Memory Wood, which is one of the most beautiful stories I recorded with Tom before he passed away in November 2021. In the meantime, to each of you who listen, I wish you the very best that the season has to offer. And in the new year, new adventures and stories to tell.